Hello, I'm Rob Thomas with Club Resort Business, and welcome to an episode of Club Resort Talks. This episode of Club Resort Talks is sponsored by Texacraft. Texacraft has been an outdoor commercial furniture leader since 1975. For more than 40 years, they've been a trusted and reliable source for country clubs and resorts. Texacraft is committed to not only providing a quality product, but a quality experience for all customers. Learn more at texacraft.com. Now that we got that out of the way, let's throw it over to Phil Karen, our senior editor. Phil, how's it going? I'm doing well, Rob. How are you? Doing fantastic. Hey, what's in the news? What have you been seeing? Well, uh, interesting. This week, um, well, in the past past podcast, I know I've mentioned in a past column I wrote, talked about sort of the, the non-traditional ways that golf is being offered to people, or I guess non-traditional entry points of the game. Maybe that's a better way to say it. We've talked about top golf and big shots golf. And I noticed some stories that we posted this week kind of fell in line with that idea of uh, different entry points of the game. Uh, Lozano Golf Course in Corpus Christi, Texas, they were in, investing $4 million into fixing some drainage issues, expanding their driving range. But they're also going to offer uh, nighttime golf. The director of golf there, Jay Monte, says they're going to, property is going to be lit up like Vegas. Sounds exciting. It reminded me, though, that earlier this summer, and I found the story, uh, we had a story about the fact that a course called J.C. Martin Golf Course out in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, is also offering nighttime golf uh, three evenings a week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday evenings through Labor Day, Labor Day weekend. And I was thinking, Rob, it's a great idea, I think, particularly for courses in the north, northern part of the country to do this, particularly in the summer when the days are long. Uh, might be a way to boost revenue to kind of offset the the inevitable drop that occurs in the wintertime. Certainly, certainly is. Hey, a little known fact, uh, you and I both worked at Record Publishing Company in Stowe at one point, and just down the street from us was a little par three golf course that was lighted at night. Um, I never got a chance to play it. The only time I was ever invited over to it, uh, I had soldier, shoulder surgery earlier that day. And I said, I'm not playing. So, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, lighted golf is fantastic. I think you also, uh, we posted an article on uh, Boyne, I think. Uh, yes. Boyne Golf is going to be adding a, um, a lighted nine-hole course as well as a uh, putting course, Himalayan-style putting course. So more non-traditional entry points. It's fantastic, right? It is. It is exciting. And actually, it's funny, I was going to mention Boyne, too, because I believe that's also a, um, a short course that they're doing with that as well. So another that was going to be another one of my themes to mention was in addition to night golf, we're also talking about uh, more short courses uh, being brought along. I know people I feel like when you and I were growing up golfing, there was either a par three course or there was just a traditional course with your your regular diet of pars three, four and five uh, on the golf course. And that's what you had to, to choose from. And that was about it. So. They have, yeah, the other short course and then the uh, putting courses, which I think is a great concept too. Um, that's such a, that one is almost so obvious. It, it is interesting to me that it took this long for it to come along. The idea of kind of making a, uh, a putting course, which again, provides people an entry point into helping them master what I would argue is probably the most difficult aspect of the game. Deceptively difficult, of course. People think it's so easy to put a, ball but to to be accurate and get the speed and the line correct is is tough for sure yeah they had a really nice putting course at uh sun valley resort in idaho 
when I used to um, work in PR and we took some, took a media members over there to play. And it was a terrific experience. You, you know, get around, it's, you know, it's more than just a putting green, you know, it's actually got a uh, strategy to it, uh, fairways and rough, if you will, but uh, terrific. It was, you know, it's just, it's a good plot of land, but it's not taking up a big spot. Uh, I wonder if um, other clubs will consider uh, something along this line doing uh, in the future. Now it, it knows that's the ad need to be maintained, which, you know, can be tricky. You know, you gotta, you gotta staff somebody out there mowing these, uh, these putting courses. So it's not just an open, you know, plot of land, but it is another thing for uh, members and guests to do. And um, like you say, entry points to the golf. Uh, we love it. Right. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, another one. Now this is a little more of the, uh, on the entertainment side of things, or as it, as it was put in the story, golf retainment. Uh, there's a new location of swingers. Uh, they're putting in 40,000 square feet of space inside the Mandalay Bay resort and casino on the strip in Las Vegas. They're going to have five mini golf courses, if you will, but it's for, for adults for the 21 and over crowd. Uh, they can have beer, wine, and cocktails there. Um, looks like a lot of fun. Uh, golf retainment, I think about that in terms of top golf and big shots golf and venues like that as well. Um, I know it's mini golf, but I think it's still maybe another way to make golf fun and, and put it into a nighttime entertainment type venue, which again is is unusual and kind of a departure from the way we grew up with golf. You know, when we, you and I were down in uh, Orlando for the um, golf industry show, the GCSAA conference, uh, or if I introduce you to Jason Bruno uh, from Lynx Nation, he's the superintendent down in that area, and he invited us to go play Pop Stroke, which is what a Tiger right. Woods' thing, which same thing, you know, um, uh, mini golf, but uh, kind of like in the, in the guise of a restaurant, you know, you can go get a full meal, you can grab a beer, walk the golf course, play, you know, putter in hand and, and have a good time. Um, yeah, Swingers Vegas is going to be fantastic. I think you're opening another one in uh, Dubai coming up here maybe yes. uh in the spring one just opened up in uh in washington dc so um let's let's see if swingers comes to cleveland love to play that would be great that would be a fun visit yeah fun no uh, kidding. evening out <laughs> yeah for sure um also i wanted to mention earlier in the month i had a chance to visit uh, firestone country club in akron ohio not too far from where i am here um they of course hosted the the colleague companies championship which is the pga tour champions event used to be known as the bridgestone senior championship and as of course as followers of the pga tour know firestone country club has hosted uh, a variety of pga events over the years actually this year marks the 70th consecutive year that firestone has hosted a professional golf tournament if you will of some type um, so I had a lot of fun. I get to visit with uh, Jay Walkinshaw, the general manager of Firestone, gave my son and I a tour of the facility a couple weeks ago, a few days before the tournament started. Uh, then I visited the tournament Saturday and Sunday. Um, and I will say as somebody who grew up following golf in the 1980s and 90s and the early 2000s, it was fun to see all these players whose names I recognize, kind of players who really were kind of around before Tiger. And then even as Tiger was making his way on the tour, these were sometimes the players that he was first uh, rivals with, if you will. Um, you know, names like Ernie Els, David Duvall, uh, of course, John Daly. John Daly, by the way, my 
young adult and teenage sons, John Daly, the only player whose name was recognized by my sons. And they were interested in following him. And we did follow, actually, it was interesting. We followed a pairing that had, uh, or a, a trio that had uh, David Duvall, John Daly, and uh, Duffy Waldorf in it. And that was fun to watch. Um, but the facility itself is impressive. I had only had a chance to visit Firestone as a member of the media in my past job on a couple of occasions and only just was in the media center. Never really had a chance to see the facility before. Uh, it's a fantastic facility. Uh, definitely was a well-run event. I was there Saturday and Sunday. Uh, more than, well, they typically employ more than 350 full-time, part-time employees during golf season here. Um, Jay told me they add about 60 or more, 60 or so more employees for the event uh, that they hosted a couple weeks ago, the College Companies Championship. Of course, plenty of volunteers as well. Impressive thing I saw too, uh, they had a sign out there listing the names of volunteers who have helped with tournaments over the years. The volunteer who has served there for 67 years, Rob, mm. you can imagine. So a lot of fun to see the tournament, watch the, the players up close. Um, and the, the facility is impressive. Employees were all terrific, very well-run event and enjoyed being there. Jay Walkinshaw is a heck of a stick too. He's a good golfer. Uh, I played Firestone a couple years ago. I think it is now. I don't think it was last year. I don't know. Could have been last year. Um, my mind's going, but I played with Tommy Moore, who's the uh, director of golf. Now he's down in, down in Texas, but um, heck of a, you know, well-run they've done it. That's not their first rodeo. So it's not surprising how smooth everything operated there. And it's a beautiful facility with multiple golf courses. They have uh, stay and play packages uh, now with cottages and, and uh, lodges across the street. So fantastic operation there at Firestone. Good on you. Yeah, it is. And I should, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention another gentleman who I spoke with when we did the tour, uh, Dick Robbins, who's member services manager at Firestone. He's worked at Firestone for 49 years now. Um, he had a lot of stories to share. We were looking at some of the uh, historic photos that are up there uh, where the locker rooms are, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of stories he had to share. I could have spent the day talking with Dick, certainly. Was, oh no, Dick is fantastic. I sat around the fire pit nice. with him after golf one day uh, mm -hmm. with a couple cocktails and he was telling some stories and uh, fantastic. I, I don't know if you had a chance to have one of the um, desserts there, but uh, I think I can't remember if it was Jack Nichols or Arnold Palmer. We used to fly in and just get these uh, these little cream pies that they make uh, just just for that and take them back home. It's uh, it's fantastic. And Dick Robbins, Jay Walkinshaw. Uh, terrific people, um, terrific golf course, ter terrific uh, club, uh, fantastic going around. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was it was neat to share some golf history too with my sons, and they were uh, they were pretty impressed with it too. I my youngest son actually came with me. For those who saw my videos, uh, we had my interview with Jay Walkinshaw. I shared a few clips on social media. Um, the video was taken by my son Ryan. Did a fine job. So. Props to him for that. I Good job, Ryan. That. Ryan Karen yeah. on the on the uh, ones and twos. Yes, on the video. Oh, and actually, I'm sorry. I I'm I'm selling him short here. The the photos that appeared with my story about my visit to Firestone that appeared on clubandresortbusiness.com. Photos taken by Ryan as well as I was right. talking. I gave him all the heavy lifting while I just sat there yakking with people. <laughs> Did you give him photo credit on the website? You know what? I didn't, but I should. <laughs> well, we got to write a wrong, Phil. We'll, we'll write a wrong. That, that's the beautiful thing about the internet, doing this 
on, all online and everything, Rob, we can just like that fix it, right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Turn it. Speaking of videos, and I don't want to. Uh, I know you have one more thing to talk about, but after we're done talking, I took some videos of playing golf at Macatewa Country Club down in Cincinnati, Ohio, and we'll put those after you and I are done talking. We don't have a guest today, so uh, it's just you and I, just kind of sharing some news shooting the breeze and uh, talking about one more thing. I think you're, uh, you have a webinar coming up, right? We do with club and resort business. We do have a webinar coming up here on um, Wednesday, August 2nd from 1130 AM to 1230 PM. Uh, webinar is sponsored by relay. Uh, and the title of the webinar is club connections, mastering pace of play. And our presenters for the webinar are going to be John Schneep, who is SVP of product and marketing at relay. And then a gentleman named Mark Franklin taught, uh, he's um, director of security at French Lick Resort and Casino in French Lick, Indiana. So they're going to be talking about um, strategies that club GMs can use to optimize course operations, um, help to, you know, deal with issues ahead of time to avoid having slowdowns on the golf course, rushed rounds, if you will. Uh, the att webinar attendees are going to get a chance to learn about the technology involved a little bit, the GPS uh, analytics, how they can use that to get an overall view of golf course operations and kind of anticipate and figure out where they can best use their staff on a typical day at their golf course. So I think it, it should be a very good program. Uh, I was thinking about this as we were getting ready to come on. With the rise in popularity in golf, it does seem, I don't have data to support this right now, but it seems logical that the clubs are dealing with more and more pace of play challenges. You simply have more people playing, but in addition, you probably have more people who are newcomers to the game playing, who obviously are still learning to play, so that might slow them down. But they might, they're also kind of learning to uh, navigate a golf course too. So I think tools that clubs can have uh, that John and Mark are gonna talk about at this webinar tools that they can have to help players uh, navigate a golf course and make sure operations are running smoothly on a golf course will be very helpful to club GMs. Hey, I, I was at uh, French Lick Resort last year. I'm pretty sure it was last year. And uh, Dave Harner showed me the relay in action. He had one around his neck and uh quick, you know, push of a button and he was talking to somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, walkie talkie's dead. That's what they say, right? Uh, so Dave right. Harner, uh, gave me a first a hands-on uh, demonstration of relay and uh, it was fantastic. And I can t attest to pace of play at French Lick being like a well-oiled machine. It was going. We were we played uh, played both golf courses there. Uh, turned around really quickly, and uh, I think it was a, both were about four-hour rounds, and they're big boy golf courses. Uh, yeah, a lot of people yeah. out there. So yeah, relay works, and they know what they're doing. So I'm looking forward to hearing um, hearing and sharing what's going on in that webinar. Absolutely. And I should mention too, um, people can certainly register for the webinar right up until it happens on August 2nd. And that's just go to club and resort business.com. And we have, uh, we have an announcement about it there that you can click on and, and register for the webinar. All right, man, you heard it. Let's get on that webinar. Let's uh, speed things up. Phil, thank you for your time. Let's uh, talk again soon. We'll do it. Hey, I'm Rob Thomas, and we're at Makatewa Country Club. Let's get at it.
WKR.